I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Hey there, and welcome to Voice First Health, episode 48. It is so great to have you along, and this is an episode that I have been really looking forward to for quite some time. It's a real treat. Before we get to that, though, I just want to let you know that if you are looking for a way to get your message out to your audience, whatever that message may be, and you have not yet looked at flash briefings on Amazon Alexa, definitely do that because there is a huge opportunity right now. And if you're not sure how to do it, you simply can use the free course Flash Briefing Formula at flashbriefingformula.com. So check it out. All right, let's get to this episode. And like I said, I'm really excited about this one. I am interviewing Audrey Arbini from Audio Brain. She is truly the brain behind sonic branding. There's a lot of people talking about sonic branding these days, but I can't think of anyone who has the same depth and breadth of experience that Audrey has when it comes to sound and audio and sonic branding. And this discussion is all about that, but also how that element of voice technology, the sound and the voice and the the whole branding that you can create and the whole experience that you can create with sound can have profound impacts on the health of someone. So uh, I think you're in for a real treat. And without any further ado, I want to welcome Audrey to the podcast. Hey there, Audrey. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Terry, I am so excited to be on your podcast. I'm a big fan and a colleague I've met you several times, and it's wonderful to have this time to to talk about our uh, our shared passion here. Amazing. So before we get into all that, I need you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Who are you? Okay, I'm Audrey Arbini, and I'm the founder, the CEO, and uh, executive producer of Audio Brain. I've had Audio Brain for 16 years, and we are a sonic branding consultancy. Sonic branding is an art and a science that surrounds the strategic development and deployment of a consistent, authentic sound experience of a brand. So it's not like, well, we have an event, we'll do this sound. Okay, we'll do this sound logo. Okay, we'll do this ad. It's more long-term, it's more holistic, and it's more immersive so that all the different points that a brand has heard feel like um, a consistent personality. And we've been doing this, I've been doing this for 25 years, and I've had Audio Brain for 16, but that's our specialty. That's what people come to us for, is to find their sonic identity, and that's the strategic and creative alignment of that experience. Um, It creates a narrative that delivers a unified, memorable, and differentiating communication. So I know that sounds like a mouthful, but basically what it is, is we do audio that means something. We do audio that's intentional. We start from the brand essence itself, and we've done it for many of the largest brands in the world, and uh, we're just really happy to be in this space. Amazing. That's fantastic. How does one get into this? What's your background behind this? Okay, I'm going to give you the really short version right. because it's such a it's such a long and twisting kind of tale, but I will start with the the mission statement of Audio Brain and then the rest will maybe make sense. Sure. Um my company Audio Brain our our goal and our mission is to promote and advocate 
the intentional use of music, sound, and voice to promote health and wellness and well-being. And that can be in healthcare, and that can be uh, in, in a device to make experiences better, to not create noise, to be respectful of the end user, and to just make everything sound better. Hmm. My start was when I was about three or four, I started taking piano lessons. Uh-huh. Uh, my mother loved music, and we all took lessons, and one by one, some were good and some were not, and I was I was good. I wouldn't consider myself that good at this age, uh-huh. but at that age, I was really good and really into it. Great. Didn't have to be, you know, didn't have to be told to practice anything else. Started flute when I was eight. Um, started voice at Carnegie Hall when I was about seventeen. At that time, I had a band, a hard rock band. Wow! All right. uh, and I was like losing my voice, so I had to kind of learn technique. So I was uh, Silas Engham's only rock student, uh, and he was wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, but I also always knew I would work in music. I didn't know what form it would take, and I really did think it would be to be a music therapist. And I worked with kids that were at a state hospital, uh, and then they were deaf and blind, and I would do like music therapy with them and put their feet on speakers, and they would feel the vibration and give them instruments with things to tap, and they would respond. And then when they would go back to the ward, I would kind of track their behavior. And did they have like violent episodes that night? Were they decreased? Did they sit still long enough so that we could teach them to feed themselves with a a play card? Um, That was my real passion point. And I have always known the power of music and sound. And my real um, thing that brings me the most joy is when we work on things that are Giving back, Audio Brain does a lot of pro bono work to organizations that that need it, like Cycle for Survival, who raises funds for um, often cancers, the cancers that you know not a lot of people have and they don't get a lot of funding. Mm-hmm. And to do initiatives with them and do their 3D walkthrough tour at their hospital, you know, Memorial Sloan Kettering, and what it's like to be there, or things like that. Wow. So that's the that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Then I had my hair band. Then mm-hmm. I. Uh, you know, started going into the studio and we do, started doing original stuff. And I found that that's really where I really balanced out really well, way more than performing. Huh. And I found that I really enjoyed taking nothing and making something. Hmm. And that's always kind of been my thing in life. And I wound up going to a music production company and they had you know, 99% they did music for advertising, but they had this little thing they were starting, which was called the special projects. And it wound up being identity work. Uh, and, and that's where I started learning about using sound as a discipline in a branding tool. And I was there for quite a long time. And then I started Audio Brain, which was solely dedicated to that with different methodologies and bringing in more science and bringing in more research and uh, that's where we're at. Amazing. And uh, I've known some of this background, and I think that's one of the reasons that I'm so intrigued by what you're doing, because as we've spoken about before, I, I, can, I can relate to that. Um, I grew up playing the violin and, and percussion. Uh, my mother uh, uh, was, a, was a, uh, a music therapist, and she studied voice. And so I, I recognize the, the value of music and, and what that can do for healthcare. Now, 
another thing I wanted to mention is that you're very humble and you have had some incredible clients. And we talked about your special relationship with Vancouver as well, my hometown. And I'd love for you to hear, I, I want you to tell our listeners just some of the brands and some of the projects that you've had a chance to work on. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I have done many, many projects with IBM. We've done a lot of different unified communications for them. I worked on the IBM ThinkPad sound. Hmm. They're a fantastic brand. We work with Microsoft. We did the Xbox 360, the Sonic branding strategy, the boot up sound, the peripheral events. We work with Holland America Cruise Lines. We just finished... uh, expanding the experience on uh, five ships in four days in Alaska. Wow. We've been music supervisors. We have a very long relationship with NBC Olympics. Uh, We've done the music supervision for nine Olympic broadcasts for NBC. Wow. Which to me is another point that I'm incredibly proud of and love working with that team because that is branding at its highest level and to be asked not once or twice, but nine times to be at the helm of that is is a really special thing. And we have two Emmy Awards for that. Uh, We work with Google, we work with um, Kia, we work with a lot of brands and our sounds are heard every single day throughout the world. So we do have, you know, a pretty robust roster of of clients and that's the ones that are coming to top of mind but there's many others amazing and just the vancouver connection there is obviously we had vancouver 2010 olympics and uh you were telling me that you did the sound the the branding for that that that, those olympic games as well well we're the music supervisors that's our role with nbc olympics Uh music supervision to make sure that you know we have the right amount right music on hand that we're a resource along with NBC's internal music team to run 24 seven music operations, to make sure that we're checking the music, we check the lyrics, we have the appropriate music for the countries and we we never know what's gonna happen. So we have to be so completely prepared. Mm -hmm. And it's just been such a wonderful experience to be a part of that. And going from Beijing to Vancouver was, Vancouver was just such a wonderful, settling and beautifully calm experience for us. Mm. Beijing was a very large under, well, it was just, you you saw it, if anyone saw it, Mm -hmm. it was a gigantic Olympic uh, presentation. And Vancouver was so intimate and so beautiful. Mm. It was just equally as wonderful. Very nice. Very nice to hear. Well, that's got a, it's got a special place in my in uh, my heart as well. Now, what I want to focus on, I'd like to shift gears here a little bit, and I want to hear your your take on or what are your thoughts on the 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 importance of what you're doing and healthcare applications and how is the sound and the, the, the sonic branding, how does that influence uh, what we can offer uh, patients and and people in general in terms of their healthcare? Well. Uh, we both were up at the uh, the Voice of Healthcare Summit, and in my presentation, I started with uh, two sisters who were in a car accident, and they were twins, identical twins, and they used music. Music is what got them to communicate, hmm. and I've done music with one of my own family members who 
was on a vent uh, and I would do music therapy with her because I knew who she really loved and I loaded an iPod and we just play music and when she uh, came off the vent you know she loved music so much and we said uh, do you want to hear some music and she said um, yes but no more Josh Groban I'm, I'm tired of that and what had happened huh. was everybody who went there turned the iPod on and didn't shuffle anything or so she he was first up oh, okay so she so she was constantly getting so she was hearing it was reaching her I mean I know this stuff you know this stuff this is not like our opinion mm-hmm. this can really heal if you speak to veterans they talk about how music makes them feel better and I'll get to the voice part later in the technology but I first want to talk on the most important level which is the 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 healing yes it can heal it can make people better it can make people feel better it can make them recover quicker it can be used as a communication tool it's an amazing amazing emotional connector and it could reach people yes. um, where other things cannot from a technology perspective we have so many new devices we just completed a, a major surgical robot hmm. because there are times where the surgeon his eyes are on a computer and if something is happening behind him and he needs certain alerts um, we've provided those auditory signals some of them have to be in compliance with standards and some of them you know when he goes in and gets his reports have an opportunity for a more branded moment a more memorable moment uh on educational materials tutorials we've done for patients explaining a procedure and what's coming up then we have devices and i look at my own father who's elderly and he right now has a uh, apnea machine from Philips that reports back directly to his physician. Hmm. He's got um, a monitor for his pacemaker. Uh, he's got Coumadin levels that get sent back. He no longer has to go to the doctor and get that checked. Hmm. Uh, he's got a phone for the hearing impaired. And all of these devices, um, some do give auditory signals and some don't. And that's where I think that the changes are coming. We have people working with synthetic voices. Mm-hmm. You like Rupa Patal, who right. I often talk about, who I admire so much. Imagine that, being able to create a, a voice for somebody that's, you know, make, capturing their voice before they're about to lose it. The technologies are outstanding. We did a health heart monitor uh, which uh, is on the market. It's called Counterpace. And if your heart and your foot is in a certain synchronicity when you're running, more blood will flow to your heart. And it makes for a better health experience. Uh, We did the sound so that people would know when they were approaching that zone, that sweet spot. So, I mean, it is just about endless the things that are coming out with technology. And I remember I spoke at a conference. It must have been about, I, I'm going to figure out when it was, about eight years ago. And the uh, physicist Kaku was speaking as well. Mm-hmm. And he got up and he said, all of you are wondering why a physicist is at a design conference. Hmm. And he said, because you will be de- designing so many products, we will be able to detect diseases 10, 15 years before they manifest. 
we have the technology, we have the devices, the science is there, it's coming out. And of course, we are, we are there. And it's just a fascinating time. And, and sound giving auditory signals and also knowing when, what volumes, because if you have a go, and if you have a go, you're a physician. (laughs) I got to remember who I'm talking to. But but if you're like in an intensive care unit, it's like a cacophony of everything coming at you at the same decibels and the same, uh, you know, um, intrusive, rough kind of sound. Right. When they all don't have to be that way. Some do. But knowing that, okay, the medication is is completed, the dose has been completed, two, this person really needs immediate assistance, should sound different. Why does that happen when somebody goes into hospice? Why is that lighting and that care and that sound and that exposure and the sensory um, stimulation all there at that time? when it can be preceded, you know, before they get to that point. Yeah. Wow. You just listed off a huge list of different applications for this sonic branding idea. It's incredible. It's one of these things that, um, I mean, you've been doing it for decades, but people that are really now uh, sort of opening their eyes, opening their ears to voice technology, um, this is becoming a, a very interesting and, and, and hot topic. You know, with your experience, I know this is a this is probably a, a, a very big question, but when when somebody approaches you and says, "Look, I want I want to have this sort of branding uh, for whatever it is for a device or or you know some of the applications that you mentioned," can you give us even just a, a brief overview of some of the some of the things that you start to think about or some of the thought process that you have behind creating some of that branding? Sure, absolutely. Uh, first of all. You know, we do full holistic sonic branding. So someone may come to us and say, well, I have my heart health monitor running device, uh, athletic device I'm going to be doing. We will look at their whole brand. So because it's not just about that device, because we do full sonic branding. So we're thinking of, okay, what opens their podcast? What do they walk to the stage to when they go to speak at an event? What is in their marketing materials? What is in their video opens and closes? Who's the voice? What's the spokesperson sound like? We start with what is their brand? What do you sound like? We ask them what's their attributes. If I were branding you, just what I know of you, you have such a positive outlook. Hmm. You're intelligent. You know, but but you're but your intelligence may sound different than mine because you have other characteristics. Mm-hmm. So we gather up all the branding material. What is the messaging? What's the personality of the brand? What are they aspiring to? Are they shifting um, a perception? Maybe they're you know a, a brand that has become irrelevant and now they're going into a new space. So beyond the initial thing that we're doing, we're really going to give them a full glimpse and we're going to do a full look at their brand. And in some cases, we do it um, in, a, in a snapshot because we, we need to really get to their product. Mm-hmm. But we're always going to look at the whole picture because ideally, they're going to get it. And we have 100% client return rate because by going through this and they get educated, and so do my students, I teach sonic branding, um, 
they get it that it's not just about that product. It's about the tutorial that's on YouTube. It's about when their executive goes to present at an event. It's about, you know, what's playing in the room when people file in or they're waiting. Is there something to warm the room that, you know, gives the essence of, of the experience they're about to have? Hmm. You know, how many physicians uh, use surgeons play music when they're doing surgery? Yeah, it's very popular. Very popular. Very popular. So that's what we start with is really a discovery phase. We gather everything, everything we can about them, what they like, what they listen to, what their what their touch points are, what are the most you know critical places that they're uh, using sound. So in the case of the surgical robot, obviously it was that. But then there's follow up. You know they can log on, and there's a patient portal, and there's educational materials, and there's promotion and marketing that goes along with that. So we'll have something and then we'll, we'll be prepared by creating it based on the big picture, creating a, a, a soundscape or a, like what we like to use as a sound Crayola crayons of their various characteristics. Hmm. We take them through a process, my dependable, which is a pretty assertive, very straightforward, punctual, um, actionable. And I have a composer who's very dependable and he's extremely quiet. You don't even know if he's working, but you go in and as he never gets rattled, he always is thinking two steps ahead of me and his dependable would sound different than mine. So through a series, series of tools that we create using our expertise, not to overwhelm the client, it's a pretty fun and engaging exercise to kind of zero in on what, what feels right, what's resonating for them. And then we just start to educate and we start to uh, pull these things together and handcraft the various characteristics. And there's usually like three to five core ones. And we start to evolve the sound. We also look at the environment it's going in. If it's a product, what are the restrictions? If it's a product that has a call center and has a voice, isn't that a nice tie-in? We just did um, Logitech Jaybird and that has that has product sonification. It has overarching branding and now the one of the voices within the product we just recorded for their call center wow so there's that connection you know it's bigger it's bigger than what most people think it is that's amazing and i think as as we uh, sort of venture down this path towards a more auditory experience with computing there's going to be more and more opportunities for exactly what you are what you're describing which is which is Fascinating and and very exciting. I, I love it. I love it. Being like, as you know, being a musician, I love how the music and and the and the audio is really you know coming to the forefront of technology these days. It's it's amazing. So, yeah. um, Audrey, this is an amazing discussion. Thank you so much for sharing your your insight, your knowledge. You are a wealth of knowledge with tons of experience. And thank you. So are you. <laughs> thank you. Well, where can the listeners go and learn more about? what you're doing, and Audio Brain and all that sort of stuff? Well, they could go to audiobrain.com. Uh, they could connect on LinkedIn. On Twitter, it's audiobrain underscore MY. And just go to info at audiobrain and uh, send, shoot us an email if you want to speak directly. Amazing. Thank you again, Audrey. I really appreciate uh, your time. And boy, I'm, I'm excited to continue to see what you do next. 
Thank you. Same. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Boy, that was fun. Audrey is doing some incredible work and the importance of audio in healthcare applications and in voice technology in general is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you are thinking about your voice application, your use case for voice, and you haven't yet thought about audio branding, sonic branding, it's time to give that some thought and I would encourage you to reach out to Audrey because uh, when it comes to this area, sonic branding, as far as I'm concerned, she is the go-to person. So make sure to reach out to her. The show notes and the contact information for her, of course, will be on the show notes page, which you can access at voicefirsthealth.com slash 48. Again, I want to remind you that today's podcast episode is brought to you by flashbriefingformula.com, the completely free flash briefing course for you. And I also want to let you know that if you are interested in becoming a sponsor of this podcast, Voice First Health, the listenership continues to grow and grow thanks to people like you. And if that is something that interests you, by all means, please feel free to reach out to me because I'm happy to have those discussions with you. Okay, until next week, uh, enjoy. Uh, check out the show notes page and I will talk to you again very soon. Take care. Thank you.